welcome to livealittlehigher.com. We continue learning the book Hovosa Levavot by Rabbi Bahia Ibn Pakuda, where the last chapter six, the gate of love of God. And today, uh, uh, Rabbi Nubahia, he says that further signs that a person loves God are joy and delight in God. Like when Hashem tells you to do a mitzvah, it's not a burden. Like you're happy to do it for him. If he tells you, okay, go eat kosher, it's not a burden. You're happy to eat kosher for Hashem. You're delighted to be able to do something for him. So, so, um, so, so it may he be exalted and in knowledge of him, longing for his favor, exaltation in love of him, attachment to his Torah, and regard for those who fear him. As it says, I am a friend to all who fear you. May all who seek you, you rejoice and be glad in you. And in the ways of your precepts, I delight. I have taken possession of your precepts forever, for they are my heart's delight. Yet I will rejoice in Hashem, exalting the God of my salvation. So really, this is for, from Habakkuk. And to really have pleasure in God, to have delight in, in Hashem's Torah and mitzvot, we have to learn about God. We have to really come to... to to meditate on God, to learn about Him, to get to know Him, so we can really experience that joy and that love for Him. Because you can't love something you don't know. To be able to love, you need to know. So this is one of, learning Torah is one of the prerequisites to come to love God, to have an awareness of Hashem in your life all day, to understand that if you can't drive on Shabbat, it's not a burden for you. It's not a Hashem is giving you a list of no-nos. This is how most people see it. Like, oh, you cannot do this. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. But in reality, Hashem is giving you Shabbat because he loves you and he knows that this is what you need to be the best you can be. You need a day to take off from the mundane and connect to the spiritual. Like you also have to feed your soul. So when you realize that fulfilling Hashem's will in this world is not about a, a totalitarian king, a ruler that wants to rule your life, but it's a loving God and a loving father that wants the best for you, then you're going to be delighted to be able to fulfill to, uh, the, the mitzvot. So the ways of those who love God, may he be exalted, are too many to enumerate. And uh, Rabbi uh, Nubahia will mention some of them. And he says, these people know their God. They recognize that he expects of them, that he governs and guides them, pro provides for them, and that everything he allows them to engage in and choose in religious or secular matters is still bound by his rule and under his control. And they're certain firm their conviction that all their affairs and motions are conducted in accordance with the decree and the will of the creator. May he be exalted. Hence they cease preferring one situation to another, but trust that the creator will form from among all people's situations, select for them what is best and most fitting. So we learned in the, in the gate of trust, Shar um, Habitachon of the same book that we need to really trust Hashem and to, we need to understand that everything that He gives us uh, as a as a commandment that we have to keep, we have to trust that this is the best thing for us. 
We have to know that Hashem is not just giving us laws and orders because uh, it gives him pleasure to be a ruler. He's giving all, us all these uh, commandments, mitzvot, really, because this is the best way for us. This is the guideline for the healthiest life, for having a, a life in which you are connected both in body and soul, and you're being able to be in this world the best way you can be. It's like, for example, if you have a very fancy car, a Maserati, let's say, you're not gonna go to the gas station and put the cheap gas in this car because you're gonna ruin the motor, you're gonna ruin the car, the engine, you're gonna ruin it. So you have to feed it the best gasoline there is so this car can be the best. So the same way the Jew, because of our makeup, uh, we need the Torah. It's not that we either I want to do it or I don't want to do it. This is the, the, the medicine for our neshama. This is the food for our neshama. This is what we need for our soul. And if a Jew is not living up to the Torah, he cannot perform in the best way possible because he's being blocked. He's going to have blockages that are not going to allow him to be the best. So when they ascertain from the Torah that he enjoy, enjoins us to fulfill religious precepts and to choose to serve him, that he discourages us from desiring physical delights and warns against them, they exercise their free choice in consonance with his will. For in their hearts and in their selves they yearn for him and long for his favor, and they cease to long with heart and soul for this world and its attractions. They hope that he will help and strengthen them to achieve their aspirations in his service and to fulfill what they had chosen of his commandments. For what they are able to put into practice, they offer praise and thanksgiving to God. And he commends them for their efforts and chosen course, for what they are unable to realize of their aspirations because they lack the strength to achieve it. They apologize before God and resolve to execute it when they will be able. So yes, it's Hashem asks a lot from us. It's not like uh, he's not asking anything. He asks a lot from us. He gives us a, a material world, which is very enticing. It's very glittery and it's very enticing. And then he gives us a spiritual life. And obviously it's more enticing the material than the spiritual. But it's not all or nothing. This is what Rabbeinu Bahia is telling us here. It's not like it's, all or nothing. It's like you can choose to start doing some things. Like you can you can choose to start kissing a mezuzah every time you go out of your house or kissing it every time you come into your house. You can choose to start giving tzedakah every day in a, in a pushka. You can start by doing brahas in the morning and doing Shema Israel every morning. It's not all or nothing. It's not like, okay, if I'm not praying the whole shahari prayer in the morning, then why would I do Shema? It's, that's hypocrite. No, what he's saying is it's not all or nothing. It's, it's a person has to really start somewhere. And if you do everything at the same time, it's gonna become very overwhelming. And at the end, you'll do nothing. So it's not all or nothing, it's to start. Start with something. Start with one thing that will make you feel Jewish, that will make you feel more connected to Hashem. And in that way, you can start growing from there. And, um, and uh, what he's saying, Rabbi Bahia here, is that the most important thing is to acknowledge that, okay, I'm not there yet. I'm not doing everything. It's not like, okay, Shabbat's not for me. No, 
one day, God willing, I'll be able to keep Shabbat. I'm trying. I'm trying to not talk on the phone on Shabbat. I'm trying to not drive a car on Shabbat. I'm trying. It's, I'm still not there yet, but I know this is the right thing to do. And so in their hearts and minds, they are removed from their secular concerns and the care of their bodies, engaging in this with their physical senses alone when the need for necessities arises. As these are unimportant and meaningless to them, they turn their hearts and souls to their religious interests and to serving God, to honor and exalt Him and to keep His commandments. And their bodies are on earth, but their hearts are in heaven. With the knowledge of God in their minds, they serve Him as if they were in the holy angel, as if they were with the holy angels in the highest heavens. So what He's saying now is that our hearts and our minds have to be concerned about Hashem. When we make that switch, when we turn that switch, it's, it's in life either you live for you or you live for God. There's no, you can't be, it's either you or Him. That, there's, there's no other way. It's either for your, your, your own uh, gratification or it's to gratify Hashem. What you have to do is you have to make Hashem's gratification your gratification. The, it, and it takes time. It's not from one day to the next. It takes time and it takes work until a person can transform his uh, mundane, materialistic pleasures into godly pleasures. And the Torah is not, the Jew is not here to live in a cave and, 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 and deprive himself from the world. This is not the Jewish way. The Jew is supposed to be involved in the world, work in the world, eat, sleep, get dressed, look good. Hashem is not telling you, get away from the world, don't use it. No, the world is here to be used and to be elevated. But it's very different if you eat to serve God or if you're eating because it, it tastes good and you're giving pleasure to your, to your palate, palate or how do you call it, your, your, your taste buds. You're giving pleasure to your taste buds. So if, if it's about pleasure for me, then it's a very mundane, degraded thing. But if you're eating because it gives pleasure to God, that a Jew eats and says Abraha and it's kosher and his intention is to serve God and to have energy to be able to learn Torah and do mitzvot, then you're doing the same thing, but the, the, the intention is a complete different thing. And that makes the difference. So selfish desires will melt away from the hearts and cravings of physical pleasures and is uprooted from them because they are saturated with longing for God's service and with love for Him. And the fire of the instinct is put on, out in their hearts. Its heat is cut off from their imaginations because of the power of the light of God's service which encloses them. Like what happens to a lamp in the light of the sun. They are humbled by awe for God and confess their shortcomings before Him, and they bow to His service and are oblivious to want. And you will discover that they are exceedingly modest in their dealings with the people. In speaking with the people, they are wise. When questioned, they are knowledgeable. And when wrong, they are forbearing. Like when they do something wrong, a person that is, uh, wants to give pleasure to God will say, I was wrong. I messed up. I was wrong. I thought I had the right answer. I don't have the right answer. I did this my whole life. I messed up, but I didn't know any better. So this is a humble person. And really, uh, to, 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 to love God means to be humble. 
A person that is humble loves God, and love of God fills their hearts, hence they do not hunger for the words of, of the creatures, and find no pleasure in their idle conversations, spurring the way of, of destruction, they walk, in the, they walk in the choicest path. And in their married tribulations disappear and their rain falls. In their married man and earth are refreshed. For they abstain from forbidden things, forego of all kinds of delicacies, and draw back from prohibitions. Following the good and upright path, they reach majestic heights by enduring patiently for a short while. Thus they gain both worlds, collecting and perfecting the good and the excellent in both. As it says in the Psalms beginning, in Tehillim 112, happy is the man who fears God, and, and, and that's a happy person. Is a person that, that wants to serve Hashem, wants to bring pleasure to God. And when you make your will, when you make his will your will, he will make his will your will. So that's the whole purpose, it's to transform ourselves into, into vessels of light, of being blessings in this world to bring goodness to the world. And when we're connected to our source, when we're connected to Hashem, and we feel that we're a, a reflection of Him in this world, we try to bring godliness to the world in everything we do, then we're gonna have a blessed life. So I wanna wish you a beautiful week, and remember, live a little higher. Thank you. Thank you.